Hey y'all, it's Mel and you're listening to The Rough Draft TV where we talk about faith, purpose, work, and wellness. As a part of The Rough Draft Collective, we are committed to the holistic growth of millennial men and women and each week we'll discuss how to redefine history with our everyday story. Enjoy the show. Hey y'all, welcome back to The Rough Draft. We are continuing our career and business series and today I want to talk about those of you that may feel underemployed. So you're, you have a job, it semi pays the bills, but you really are not performing at the level that you would like to professionally. And I really want to speak to those today. I personally have gone through that from post-grad up until honestly, just this January, um, I was kind of able to get out of that season. But for pretty much for five, almost six years, I lived that life of constantly being in different jobs and not really living up to what I thought was my full potential professionally. And so I want to talk to those today and give seven tips for those of you that feel underemployed in your job. So let's jump right in. The first thing that you should do if you feel underemployed at your job is to make sure that you are leveraging all of your benefits. Many times for me, I know when I hated my job, when I wasn't making enough to pay the bills, I know how that is. Um, But I know that I would come to work and then leave, come to work, do my job and then leave, run right out the door. But there were so many benefits that I was leaving on the table as far as health insurance, as far as maxing out my 401k, as far as educational. I, I ended up fast forward I, my job, even though I felt underemployed in that job, that company actually ended up paying, almost paying for my entire graduate degree. Um, I was able to max out on my 401k and actually build a retirement fund, even though I was wasn't making enough money to pay the bills, even though I wasn't getting paid that much, I was still able to um, invest in my future. And so what I do know is that if you hate your job, if you hate the company you work for, the bottom line is this, every company has some type of benefits package and you are more than likely not utilizing all the benefits that you have access to. So I encourage you to go to your HR company, to go to your HR department, to go to your benefits department, to take a look back at that offer letter offer package and see what benefits you are leaving on the table because regardless if you like your job or not if you are a part of some corporate company there are benefits that you have access to so I encourage you to leverage every single benefit that you can even while you are underemployed so that's number one leverage all of your benefits um Tip number two would be to outshine and grow in your tolerance and character. And this is what I mean by that. We are not called as Christians to be average. We should not be subpar in anything that we do as Christians. We should do everything in excellence because we serve an excellent God. We shouldn't be have we shouldn't have to be constantly reprimanded by our boss for being late. We shouldn't have to constantly be in mediation with our coworkers when we work as unto the Lord. Colossians three twenty three says that we do not work as unto man, but we work as unto the Lord. And so it is our responsibility to be the light, and by being a light. Yes, that means, you know, sharing the gospel and sharing God, but that also means by being the best at what we do. I find that my work speaks for myself before my my words ever could. And so what are your actions showing God at work, at your job? What are you saying to God by the way that you work at your job every single day? (laughs) Sorry, that gripped me. (laughs) 
but yeah, you should be outshining everyone. You should be the best worker at what you do. I don't care if you're flipping burgers or if you're answering the telephone, you should be the best at what you do because at the end of the day, we are working this onto God and we cannot be average and say that we serve an excellent God. It just doesn't go together. So um, you should outshine. And when I say grow in your tolerance and in your character, we are going to have to deal with difficult people whether we're underemployed or whether we're in our dream job or whether we're working our own business, we have to be able to work with people. And it's so much easier to learn how to work with different types of people when you're underemployed than it is trying to manage and trying to be a leader when you when you never learn how to be a proper employee. And how the, the truth is this, how you work as an employee you are going to reap what you sow when you become a leader, right? And so would you hire you? <laughs> I'm just going to let that sit there. The The way you're performing in your job right now, would you hire yourself? Because what you're currently reaping, what you're currently planning at your job is what you will sow. And so I don't say that to come down on you. You can always change as mercies are new every morning. But I, I, but I want you to become internally the person that you would eventually want to hire and the person that you would eventually want to work for you. So that's number two. <laughs> <laughs> we going to get through this list, y'all. Number three is that, and it kind of goes with number two, but number three would be you need to learn how to become a solution. And this could be on a small scale or on a large scale. I think a lot of times we are constantly talking about the problems at our job, but we are not spending enough time creating solutions. So in other words, we talk about how the morale on our team is so low, but we're not, you know, Helping, helping that morale by bringing in food or by bringing in coffee. There are small things that we can do to build team morale. You know, compliment someone when they come in with a new hairstyle or a new outfit. You know, bring in coffee one day. Send a nice email one day. You know, congratulating people on their efforts or on their work. Things like that. Are you contributing to the solution or are you contributing to the problem? Instead of going to your boss with all the problems on your team, go to your boss with a proposal. <laughs> I want you to go to your boss with a proposal about, you know, a problem that they may have been facing or an issue that's currently with the company, because that's how you can leverage your nine to five. You're not going to leverage it by constantly talking about the problems, but I want you to be able to create solutions where you are. And again, that can be on a small scale or on a large scale. Okay. So become the solution. So four is that you need to grow in your core skills. And when I say grow in your core skills, that means I need you to grow in your communication skills as well as your networking skills. And so what I know is this, whether you are answering the telephone as a secretary or front desk receptionist or whether you are a CEO, we have to be able to learn how to communicate with other employees. We have to be able to know what audience we're speaking to. You're not going to email your coworker the same way that you email the CEO, right? You're not going to present to your peers as you would present to the leadership of your company. And so what I do know is while you are 
are underemployed, you need to learn how to craft an email. You need to learn how to answer the phone. You need to learn how to, you know, know your audience, how to be able to visually present your ideas. You need to be able to work on that oral and written communication. And that is something that you can do now. You should not be, <laughs> I know it's hard, but you should not be responding to people saying per my last email or, you know, catching attitudes with people on via email. You need to learn how to be professional in everything that you do because every email that you send, every presentation that you make, it will be a running track record of your performance. And so those emails never die. So someone could easily bring up, you know, a, a nasty email that you sent. <laughs> and so you want to make sure that your record, that your track record is always professional, always keep it professional no matter what. And that's something that you can grow in today. So I want you to grow in your communication skills as well as, well as your networking skills. You need to look the part every time you come to work and meet somebody new. Don't don't just go with the regular crew, you know, to the cafeteria, be able to make new connections, make new connections with people. Because let me tell you something, every, even now, the opportunities that have opened up to me have all been through people that I've met. And I just met them haphazardly. I didn't meet them because I thought they could offer something to me. I met them because I was just trying to be intentional and opportunities opened up because I took the step to network with people that I didn't know. So while you are underemployed, you need to grow in your communication and your networking skills. That's number four. Okay. So number five is you need to learn, learn, learn as much as you can. I cannot understand why we complain about being underemployed, but we don't read. I can't understand how we complain about being underemployed, but we're not taking any classes. We're not taking any online courses. We're not doing anything to learn. Yes, college is great. Yes, going to grad school is great, but but are you reading? And I'm being serious. Are you reading a book? Are you taking free online courses? There's LinkedIn, there's Coursera. There are so many places where you can go to learn the skills that you need to really better yourself. You don't necessarily, some of you, yes, you probably, you should go back to school, but some of you really don't. Some of you just need to get a certification. Some of you just need to take a few online classes so that you can put it on your resume so that it will help you to stand out from the crowd. We need to be learning and taking in as much knowledge as we can. We cannot just go to work, come home and expect things to change. We have to take extra steps to learn, to learn, to learn. Ask your boss, can you shadow them for a day? Ask, you know, the the person who has your dream job, ask them to ask them if you can take them out to lunch and ask them what their typical day is. Ask them what skill sets they needed in order to, you know, be able to get the job that you eventually want. We need to be learning as much as we can. Okay, so that's five. That's five is that we need to learn. Six is that we need to create an outlet. And we'll talk about this some next week. But if you're underemployed, you don't just need to be, your life should not just be consumed with your job. You need to have some type of outlet, whether that be through your health, whether that be through 
um, you know, a creative outlet, writing, blogging, you know, having some type of platform, social media, whether that be serving your community or committing yourself to your family or to a passion. You need to have some type of outlet where you don't are where you aren't doing any work. I love my job. I'm in a place now where I can say that I love my job. But at the end of the day, I cannot allow my job to consume me or else I'm going to hate it. And so for me, my outlet is the Rough Draft Collective for you. It could be doing your, you know, classes or fitness classes, you know, on a daily basis where some of you, it may be, you know, taking care of your home, whatever that is, you need to have some type of outlet outside of work where you can refuel and where you can kind of, um, you know, learn and grow in your passions outside of your current work situation. So create an outlet. Um, Seven would be we need to learn to live within our means and this is something that I had to learn the very, very hard way. And if I'm being completely honest, I am still having to recover from some of the very, very poor financial decisions that I made. Um, I know that it is hard when we leave college. You know, we want to be on our own. We want to be able to be independent. But the thing is this, if you cannot pay the bills with where you currently, with the salary that you're currently living, then you need to go back. <laughs> and, I, and I say that nicely. I I was not making enough money to pay my bills and I was still trying to be able to live on my own to say that I was independent. And I got myself in a world of a mess financially, just debt after debt after debt and credit drops and all that mess, um, all, all because I was trying to prove a point. And the thing is this, we need to learn how to live within our means. Um, God is a provider. He will supply all of our needs, but he is not entitled to um, bless our mess. He is not entitled to bless our irresponsibility. And so we need to learn how to steward what he's given us so that, you know, we can be able to be blessed with more. And I just think that we need to learn how to live within our means. And so if that means that you have to go back home for a season, go back home with pride, save your money. At the end of the day, I wish I could go back home <laughs> because adulting is hard. OK, um, but if you need to get a roommate, if you need to live with your parents, that is not there is nothing wrong with doing that. You need to live your best financial life so that God can bless your faithfulness. You, you ain't you ain't got to, you know, it's not for nobody. OK, so that's seven. The bonus tip, because I know I was only going to give seven, but the bonus tip that I have for you guys is that I want you, for those who are underemployed, to see the bigger picture and start to ask God for his purpose in this season. And what I mean is this. Yes, you are underemployed. No, you don't like what you do, but there is a purpose in this season. And I'll give you an example I was a secretary and a front desk receptionist um, and a glory. And then I got promoted to pretty much a glorified secretary. They were all secretary and front desk receptionist positions for really the past um, five years. And I would think, oh, well, you know, this has nothing to do with what I want to do. This has nothing to do with my purpose. But it did. The fact that I was able to learn how to multitask and learn how to serve, you know, my leaders and learn how to, you know, talk to customers and things like that. All of those skill sets that I learned as a secretary, as a front desk receptionist, the patience that I had to have, um, the resilience that I had to have, all of that transferred into the successful role that I have now. 
all of that transferred into how I'm able to handle and juggle so much with the Rough Draft Collective, even down to my current job, you know, where I have to make a lot of presentations and on short notice and things like that, that the things that I'm doing in my nine to five now I'm able to leverage with the Rough Draft Collective because I have to, you know, learn how to visually present and write a lot in my job. I'm able to create content a lot faster in the Rough Draft Collective. Does that make sense? So what I'm saying is that the skill sets that you're learning now, the things that you're doing now, while you think that there may not be a direct correlation, it is serving a bigger purpose. And it is up to you to seek God's heart and find out what that is. And you're not going to do that by complaining. You're not going to do that by begging God to take you out of the situation. You're going to get it by seeking God and asking him, Lord, what do you want me to learn in this season? How does this season transfer to my bigger purpose? Um, and we'll talk about this sometime sometime next week um, when I have my next interview. But you have no idea like the patience that you're learning now, how that's going to affect you in your marriage, how it's going to affect you in different seasons or trials in your life. Everything that we're facing now has a bigger purpose. And so the bonus tip that I want you to do and for your homework is I want you to seek God and ask him, what is the bigger purpose in, in the job that you have me in right now? What is it that you want me to learn in this season right now is what I want you to do. So that's all that I have. Um, I am going to pray out and then we will see you guys next week for a great interview with Jasmine Reed, where we're going to talk about um, job searching and more about the post-grad life. So let me pray. Um, Lord, I just thank you so much for bringing us here today. I thank you so much just for the opportunity that you have given us. Lord, you do not have to give us a job. You did not have to put us where we are, but I thank you that you supply all of our needs. I thank you that this, this where the, regardless of where we were in life, you this was a job that we eventually were blessed with, that we eventually prayed for. And so I thank you, Lord, for the blessing of the job that you have given us, even if we are struggling with it right now, Lord. And so, Lord, I just thank you. And I pray that you would help us all to see the bigger purpose in what you're doing. Help us to not get distracted on our current trials, on our current situations, on our feelings of today, but help us to seek you above all else, that we will seek you in everything, Lord, because you are in everything. Um, you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and you are literally in everything. So help us to see you in the frustration. Help us to see you in the pain and in the doubt and in the trial of our day-to-day jobs, Lord. Help us to work as onto you. Help us to work in excellence in everything that we do, Lord. And I thank you so much for the testimony that will come out of this season. And I thank you so much for what you're going to do in our hearts and our minds as you draw us closer to you in this season, Lord. And I thank you for provision. I thank you that you are supplying our needs. And I thank you that, um, that you are working in and through us and that this season, no time that that we spend with you and working is onto you is wasted. So I thank you and I love you in Jesus name. Amen. All right. Love y'all. Don't be mad at me. Do your homework (laughs) and I'll see y'all next week. Bye. 
Thanks for joining us this week on the Rough Draft Podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theroughdraftcollective.com, where you can subscribe to this show in iTunes so you'll never miss a show. And you can also follow us on social media at the Rough Draft Collective on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, all of that. So if you love this show, please, please, please leave a rating on iTunes so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Check out our latest ebook called Unfinished Business. Learn how to get back on track to God's purposes for your everyday life. Thank y'all so much for listening and I'll see y'all next week. Bye.